Today in the podcast, I speak with Barry Coffing, who's going to show you how to do songwriting for film and TV. Now, Barry has produced over 200 songs for film and TV, and he's also had a number one hit as well. He has so much to tell you in this episode today, which will really clarify what is needed when it comes to songwriting. Enjoy. For those of you who would prefer to watch a video presentation of this episode, head over to YouTube by clicking on the link in the description below. Now, so today, songwriting for film and TV. What is this all about, Barry? Well, it's a, it's about how to write songs, you know, because I, I've, I've been a music supervisor, I've been someone who wrote for film and TV. These are certain tips and tricks that'll probably double your chances of writing a song that'll get in the movie. Coming from um, a guy who's written 200 songs for film and TV, that's pretty impressive, so. Don't forget the Emmy loser. I'm an Emmy loser, you know. Ah, uh, so. no, nominated, come on, <laughs> nominated. We've got to nominated, put it in its proper. Yeah. 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 Mm. Putting a fancy name. Well, how many people are nominated every year for the Emmys? That's the question. <laughs> for for music, uh, well, one, you know, for yeah. for a song, yeah. So yeah, a, so I mean, it's significant. Well, nominate, they, they nominate five, but one wins. So yeah, six, you know, five people, six. Ah, uh, come on, it's significant. It's significant. It, it's small. Yeah. yeah. All so, right. Tips and tricks for writing songs that work to picture. Now, when you say that work to picture. Explain what so you work mean. Work to picture, that is, that is a, uh, an industry term. So if you're on the other side of the fence, the music supervisors, does this work to picture? Like once you get a song, I love this song, let's cut it in the movie, let's cut it in the TV show, does it work to picture? So at the end of the day, you can have the greatest song in the world. If it doesn't work to picture, you get thrown out. So it's what not you're just about the song. So what you're saying is that if you're creating a song for a film that it has to kind of create this emotional content connected to the scene that you're looking at yes. basically to create it, that it, connection yeah, it makes the movie better or you don't get in that's you it. know and uh but works to picture the things that i'm going to do is try to uh, really uh, avoid some pitfalls that will make it not work to picture and i don't want to give away anything but that will be illuminated in the next uh, 15 minutes Okay, very good. I'm interested in this. Really interested yeah, to see that, what's coming up. It'll, it'll make sense. It's really some weird things that work opposite to what writing a song for a hit song for the radio. That okay. is not what film and TV is. Right. You know, so we're, we're saying, hey, you are doing something different and here's how. Some things okay. are the same. Some things are completely polar opposite. And I'm okay. about to tell you what they are. Okay, let's go. I'm interested. Right. Yeah, come on. Here we go. Yeah. Without further ado. Yes. All right, songwriting for film and TV, here we go. So the basics, if you're going to write songs, you say, I want to be a songwriter for film and TV. One, you have to have a digital audio workstation. You know, you've got to have a, a way to record songs. And you've got to have a way to, that you can put a picture up and lock your music to that picture, or you can't really write to it. And all the, all the you know, Pro Tools and Digital Performer and and Cubase, all those things that have that ability. So you have to have a pretty professional, you know, just a, a basic software. 
if you don't have that, you can't really say I'm going to, I'm going to make my living writing for film. And just before you get into the further conversation concerning this, how competitive this is, this whole area of creation? I mean, is everybody it very... Brother, yeah, yeah, everybody wants to be in the movies. Okay. And you have every major publishing company, every major network, everybody and their brother trying to get in. So you've really got it, to be it, it, good at your game. Yeah, it depends. On, there are different forms of games. You've got to be good at your games. You know, yeah. There's the actual production, but there's a, uh, another thing. But I'm just going to go through the, the first step, which is write a song that, that is capable of doing this. Okay. You know, have a horse that can win this race, basically. Very good. Uh, I'm interested. Yeah, so you've got, you've got to have the technology. You've got to have the software. You've got to have uh, professional production and engineering. If you're not that guy, you've got to have somebody who is. Okay. You've got to have access to great musicians and programmers. You know, if you're not that guy, have access to that guy. And then great vocalists or bands. If you're not a great singer, get one. No one's going to, like, the, the one thing that they don't do is, here's a demo, and if you guys produce it up, this could be great for your movie. They do not do that. If they're going to have somebody give them a demo, you know, they're going to call, you know, Rihanna. They're going to call somebody famous that they do that for. They don't do that for an unknown person. Yeah. You know, so so basically, these are the basics. If you don't have these things, perhaps you're not in them. I'm gonna and bring the a dog in. Thing. Like, see, here the dog walks through. Then it's life. Life happens. Yeah. Uh, life happens. Uh, no, just sorry. Can we go back there to the previous slide? I just have a question here. So, for somebody um, starting out and they're looking for digital audio workstation equipment, what kind of cost are you looking at for somebody who would really love to get their hands in the game? Um, any of the software they use to make records and it's, it's 200 bucks, 500 bucks, you know, it's really not expensive. Okay. Okay. You know, Pro Tools, they even got a free version that you can use. Okay. So, so do you recommend, do you software. recommend Pro Tools? Pro Tools is an actual software, isn't it? Yeah. Pro Tools is a, a software that almost everybody uses. It's not particularly great at, at film and TV. Um, they, some of the quantizing and stuff for MIDI and things aren't as good. Okay. But any of these things will do what you need it to do. Mm -hmm. Okay. You know, however you, again, most of the, most of your guys are going to have knowledge of one of these softwares mm. or they couldn't make music. Yeah. Very true. Very true. Yeah. This is more, uh, that's something you would say more to a novice. Mm -hmm. So why don't we do, I'll do the next slide and we'll do well, it. Well, what I'd say, what I'd say about that question is there are novices listening to this podcast that would just love to get into the whole learning process of how does this all come together in terms of software. I can see in the picture there, you have a keyboard and so forth. How does it all link in together and start the process of learning it? You'd have teenagers just wanting to get their hands into such a thing. So and that's, a, this, this, this deck, all of the stuff, it's, it's designed for wherever they're at. Perfect. That's all. Like for a pro, I wouldn't say you have to have a DAW. They all have one. Mm. That is for your other people to say, look, if you don't have this, this is going to be the first step you're going to need to do. To get in. Yeah. So yeah. I've, I've got this. This whole thing is broad enough for all audiences. Okay. You know, this will this will work where it'll meet them wherever they're at. Okay. 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 So uh, let's, let's do it. Let's do it. Yeah, we'll do a slide and we'll like then do Q and A after each slide. Mm -hmm. I think we will work best. Um. So, uh, oops, I skipped one, I'm sure. Okay, so the first thing you need to know is in radio, uh, we have a, a, a joke we call it, don't bore us, get to the chorus. You know, it's very uh, radio single. You want to have the most catchy melodies. You want to stand out. You want to leap out of there. Um, uh, 
you know, there's catchy melodies. You want to use very visual lyrics, you know, uh, that tell a really interesting story. You've got a production that builds and takes you even higher and all this kind of stuff. You want to be doing crazy stunts that draw your ear. These are all really great for radio, but they're not great for filming TV. And just on that note, in Ireland here, we have a singer called Christy Moore. And I was researching one of his songs there at the weekend. And exactly what you're saying here about uh, radio structures, you know, for songs, he does it to a T. He's a storyteller in song and you're riveted to know what's going to come in the next chorus, verse, etc. What, Where's this story and song going? And people love him for it. Yeah. And yeah. Well, so here's the problem with a guy like that. So if he writes a song <clears throat> that he says, I walked outside, it was raining, I smoked a cigarette. Now I got to go put that in a film. If nobody's no. walking outside, there's no rain, there's no cigarette. Or if I put it and they're going grocery shopping, guess who doesn't get in my movie? That guy. The Mr. Moore won't get there. So yeah, so the very visual lyrics don't do that. Mm-hmm. Catchy so, melodies that, hang on, let me finish. Catchy melodies yeah. that stand out. Those mm-hmm. can hurt you. Like all these things are 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 things that uh, that are how you write a radio single. And this is the this is one of the most important slides. You are no longer the star of the show. You are the background singer. You are there to make the movie better. It's not the movie to feature your song. So, so presu- presumably then when you're prepping for creating songs for a movie TV, you're going to get the footage to analyze and look at first. Obviously, no? No, not unless you're somebody. No way would they trust you with that. Okay. But you're, you're kind of skipping on to future things. So I sort of have okay. to tell them, you know, in a story. And okay, can, I'll let you, I'll let got, you continue. I've got minutes to do it, you know. Okay, you keep going, keep going. Pepper, yeah. So, but but again, part of what I want to say here is a lot of times we have, I'll go with one, two, three, four and tell you where all these things can be wrong. So I already told you three, that interesting story, that's really hard. You do not tell a story that goes, here's the place, here's the time, here's this. You write to emotion. I feel this. I'm looking, I'm, you know, sensing that I want to do this right to the emotion, not the action. Number one, number two, catchy melodies. You could have a catchy melody, but if it's so catchy that, that everybody starts singing your melody instead of listening to the words the actors are saying, they will throw you out. Yes. You know, you'd be catchy if, if it's boring and mundane, but if it's catchy and everybody's, it's a great melody. And all of a sudden the singer jumps up to a high F you go, who's singing? I just quit listening to the actors. I'm hurting the movie. You won't get in. Don't bore us, get to the chorus. We have a slang term called scores. It's a song that we use as score. So a long intro where you got a kind of cool guitar intro that would be death at the radio. Sometimes I love that. You know, sometimes I'm going like, if you've got a real anthemic thing, yeah, don't bore us, get to the chorus. That's going to be what we put in the movie. But if you've got a different kind of song, a longer intro can be your friend. Okay. Um, the production should build higher, 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 higher. It's yes, but but in, in what I'm doing filming TV, the average song is lucky to make it 30, 45 seconds. I need to, generally when I'm using your song, I need to have 30 to 45 seconds to lay there. If it's up, be up. If it's down, be down. Don't be up, down, up, down, up, down, because the odds of you matching picture, not good. So these are all the things that are different, you know, up in the structure. So it is a complete, 
these are the most opposite things about so really what you're saying is like the music you've got to look at the music as the background to the forerunner which is the actual film content and you've got to view it from that point of view yes it's yeah, just someone, simple like, like every, that yeah everybody wants to send the music supervisor their hit song hit songs are the hardest thing they want to send you your ballad ballads are the hardest thing to place you know why I've never had somebody, a director, look at a movie and go, you know what? The acting, it's too, got too much action and energy. Can we get a song to slow it down a little bit? Mm. They're always seeking up tunes. They're always seeking, this scene is boring as shit. Give me something with more energy. So if you want to be successful, don't write a bunch of ballads. It may be fun for you. It decreases your odds. Okay. Mid and up tempo. Yeah. You know, and there's, a again, I'm telling you the reason why. Yes. So, yeah. Again, this is all the stuff I, I told about, you know, vague lyrics that I want an emotion, not a story, build at, at the intro and then get to a level and stay there. These are all the reasons, you know, why I told you the reasons and here are, here it is written out, you know. It, it actually, do you know the way you're talking about it? It makes sense. It makes total sense. Because if you, if you're in your mind's eye, you visualize a movie and you, you marry the balance of music to what's going on on screen. You, what you're saying is total sense. It's just you yeah, may never what, think what, of it that way. Yeah, once I tell you this, you won't forget it. No one has to write it down. I mean, you have some of these things. And the other thing too is you you are welcome to share this deck with any of your people and make it available because I'm, I'm just trying to help people out. Great. Um, so writing for picture, like if you are one of those lucky people uh, where they say, you know what? I want you to write a song for my movie or it's a friend or whatever. So the first thing you want to do is you got to do your homework. Look at their past projects. What kind of music was in it? You know, um, you, 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 the, the, the other thing you have to know, so I've got a film director and then TV producers. What that note means is who's in charge of the music generally on a project. So if you're doing a film, the director is usually the God. That's the person that is deciding the musical direction, the this, that, and the other. That's generally the person you want to please. When you get to TV, you don't give a crap what the director says because he won't be picking the music. Mm -hmm. When you look at TV schedules now, the schedules are so rough that it takes them three weeks to prep to shoot a TV episode. Well, they got to have three episodes done. So what they do is, hey, Bill, you're going to do episode 101, 105, 113. They may use the same director three times, but they'll have three or four other directors in. So you can't let... 10 directors pick their favorite music or the show wouldn't have a sense. So okay. the producers or the showrunner, they pick all the music. So when you're doing film and TV, you want the producer, the showrunner, the creative guy, whoever the, the, the network has in charge, that is the person who will be picking the style and tone. So first, you know, you want to look at that TV series. What have they put in the past? If they've done a bunch of these, so do your homework first. Number two, ask for the script. They may not give it to you, but on a smaller thing, you got to see in context what's the story they're telling. Yeah, in other words, if what's you the emotion? Of that, yeah, well, it's just, and what's the story? You you know they're saying, hey, we want a happy party song. Let's go find the party. It's, it's a party, but at the end, the girl just lost her boyfriend. You know, so what if you have happy party music? You know, um, I like to go against type. So I'd be one of like, you know, me and you forever, everything's great. You know, when it, the irony is that she just lost this guy. Yeah. I don't like to write exactly what they did, you know. Um, so the other thing, too, is when you look at the project, who 
who is the demographic that's going to watch this show or or see oh see? that is so important that is yeah are we are so we talking about 18 year old audience are we doing 45 to 65 mm. you know traditional tv now it's 45 to 65 yeah all everybody else true. moved to cable or network um uh, the other thing you're going to do when you go to write to picture, this is a technical thing. Start with the click track. Okay. So when you're going, where do I start? They've given me the picture. Oh my God, I'm so excited. Here's what you do. You lock up your thing to say, start of the scene right here. And then you're going to put a click track. It's going to go click, 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 click. And you're going to keep adjusting it until you find a click track that goes, door open, cut it here, here to the car. Like if it starts to hit three or four of the actions, you go, I think that's my tempo. You want to kind of find a natural tempo that kind of hits these things. Now, if you know they've got a lot of energy, you may do a double time tempo. You may put it at, you know, 140. When it's really a 170, you will write to 170. But if you put it to 140, you can see all the half beats and other things. Hey, let's push this here. That way I can catch the door open. That way I can catch her kissing him. I can catch this. So if you start with a click track, now you're going to, when they put that thing to picture, they're going to go, gosh, this just feels right. Duh. I clicked it out. This tempo is, is what I think is the best. And there can be two or three right choices, but you so really, start with that. Yeah. yeah. So you, yeah, you're really researching this. This is all like total research in a sense and getting it, well, it was bang on. Right up until, yeah. Right up until number four, number four is a technical craft. issue. Oh, I know that. I know that. Yeah. You're going boom, boom, boom. The other thing too, you do not write what you see in the story. Don't talk about a kiss if they're kissing. Don't talk about I am a vampire if it's a vampire movie. You know, you, everybody, number one rookie mistake, write what they see on the screen. Mm. We're watching it. We don't need to see that. Tell me some other part of the story. Tell me where she was before. Tell me where she's going after. You know, talk about the emotion. Uh, I've got a hunger for you. Do that and I, I'm a vampire. I'll drink your blood. That looks... <laughs> crappy and won't get in but yeah. it's, you say i got a hunger for you or you know you fill me up or something like that that's kind of creepily Compl ironic. yeah but complementary to the main you know story or scene that's what you're you're trying to say there yeah well it, yeah. it captures the, if you're going to go for what's actually happening capture the emotion not the action same, yeah. same thing i told you before yeah so all these things make sense so you're when you're writing for picture these are these are your tips again you could see how many times you would mess this up any one of these things will get you thrown out, mm. you know? Um, so at the end of the day, you know, you're, you're a pro, what are they going to ask you for? And these things too, also right now will double or triple your chances of getting in. So the required mix is always, 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 you do a mix of your song the way you want. Do an instrumental without the vocal. Because that if they go, do you have an instrumental and you say no, there are shows now that without an instrumental won't look at your song. Interesting. Okay. It's a brand new thing. It is because so many times they're going, oh, I, if I could have the instrumental just right there, I want to listen to the actors talking. I still want the music to go on, but I got to shut the singer up. How do I do that? Oh, gotcha. Yeah. 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 So, Makes what, sense. What, you know, there are, uh, uh, there are no, there are some things that you can do, but that's that's a minimum thing you got to do. The other thing I do is I suggest doing a vocal only mix in stereo with effects. So what happens is if you've got the, uh, we we call them a TV mix, which is what's down on number three. So a TV mix is I'm an artist. What happens if I have to do a TV show? Well, TV shows 
They're in big giant warehouses with sound men that don't know how to mic a band at all to save their lives. So everybody's learned that don't ever trust a TV guy. So what they do is they do their entire record and turn the vocal off. So the singer goes and sings live. They can manage to do a vocal. But they, the band, they're faking it the whole time. Don't ever let your artist go on a TV show and try to, oh, we got a good sound crew. Don't believe them. You know, <laughs> bring a TV mix. The band, we can do it, man. We, we'll do it with just a guitar. Don't do it. Don't do it. Put your whole band so you look cool and fake it. So with a TV mix, if you've got a vocal only in stereo, the TV mix, the only difference between that and instrumental is it has background vocals. Mm -hmm. So you keep your background vocals on, you've got the stereo effects. So now if I get the vocal in stereo with all the effects and everything, I can turn the vocal up, down, or off. So now with those two mixes together, the, 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 the music supervisor, the music editor, the film can go, I want him to be half volume here like Grey's Anatomy. Now they quit talking. Oh, bring the vocal up. Oh, bring it down. Take it out. Up, up. You've got complete control. Even if with your own mix, you go, God, I wish the third line was louder. Guess what? Put those two things up. Turn yes. the third line up. Makes total yeah, sense you... because even here in this podcast here, when I'm recording, I make sure that the settings are set up, that there's a separate file for every part of the recording video to the separate audios for the people speaking and so forth. So that control is there. Complete editing flexibility makes total sense. Yeah. And, and so you do all your mixes, uh, uh, 16 to 24 bit, 40, 48 K to 44 one wave file. So they have, you can't give them an MP3 and go here, put this in the movie, but I'll tell you right now, uh, what we're seeing is 24 bit 48 K is a standard. Okay. <clears throat> um, you know, so that is uh, like 1644.1 was the CD. I'm making a CD standard. Mm -hmm. uh, all of film and TV now is 2448. Okay. So when they're doing that, that's going to probably be the format you're going to want to make your recording. In. And that's a technical requirement for the studio guys. Okay. And if you screw up, you can always bounce it up. Don't, mm -hmm. don't pretend like you, you, yeah, we didn't do it at 1644.1. You just go and you can do a conversion up. It doesn't sound as good, but no one will ever know or catch you. Just mm -hmm. know that you'll have to be ready to deliver that. Okay. And I never said that on tape. Uh, <clears throat> so that these are these are like the at the end of the day when you if, yeah you can lose lose a placement by not having the delivery items. So this is every one of these things are fatal errors. Like I right. said, there are there are certain people who say, "Do you have an instrumental? If you don't, I don't want to hear the song." It's it's become that important, which is why it's number one on this list. Well, everything you're speaking about, it just makes total sense to me because when I analyze it in my own mindset by what I've seen, it's just when you see it the way you're presenting it, it's like, uh, yeah, why yeah. wouldn't you have instrumental separate from vocal? I mean, is that not a prerequisite? Do you know what I mean? It makes sense. Well, that, that's what I'm saying is, is once I tell you, you go. It, it just goes, but yeah. I'm up until that, you have no idea. If no one tells you this, you will screw up for all your days. Yes, very you know? true. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so yeah. That, that's kind of where, where we're at with that. Um, the other thing, so let's talk about the contract. Let's talk about the final step in the process, the legal part. Uh, so what is a work for hire? And this is a very, very powerful legal term. It means okay. that I have hired you for your creativity. I am paying you and I am paying for that creativity. Therefore, I own the work product. Meaning like when you work, when a, when a, when a, inventor is is working for a big company whatever he invents they own 
This is the same thing. If I have paid you money to write for my movie, <clears throat> then that is a work for hire. I own that song. Um, <clears throat> now, what they do in, in a true work for hire with a professional, they will say, we own the song, everything about it. And then they'll say, oh, by the way, I'm going to give you all of your songwriting royalties back. Like they'll, they'll spend five paragraphs taking all your rights away, and then they'll give you back. The, the money you deserve. You should not do a work for hire. Work for hire contract does not mean they get your writing. Anyone trying to do that is trying to cheat you. Okay. That is not okay. a, an official work. You are hired to take the bit like, so every song has 100% writers and 100% publishing. It's like a good bourbon, 200 mm -hmm. proof, you know. Uh, you always retain the writer's part. Mm -hmm. the, the, the idea of publishing was there to do business deals like this. So they hired you to write it. They paid for the musicians. They paid for the recording. Yes, they're going to own the recording and they're going to own the publishing because they commissioned the work. However, you're still going to get a royalty every time it plays. Yes. Um, and so you want to get that. You may not own the master anymore. That's theirs. They can do whatever they want. They paid for it. You know, they bought it. They own it. Um, the other thing too, on a contract, when you're hiring musicians and singers, you want to do a work for hire contract for your guitar player and say, I paid you $150 to play guitar in this. This is a work for hire. This guitar thing, we I own it. You're entitled to nothing else. I paid you for your time. I paid you for your creativity. Yeah. You're out. Because what you don't want is to put something in a movie and have the drummer say, well, my drum part really is part of the song. I own the song. I'm going to sue Disney. Oh, ouch. You know, you, okay. Yes. So you, you can find these all over it's a work for hire contract for a side musician you want to have that singer if you hire a singer same thing um so there's a there's a contract you you sign here you got to be aware but you got to make people sign that same kind of thing to protect you um the basic terms are you know kind of what i would have been talking about mm -hmm. which is a work for hire for a film or tv show uh you will retain the writers thing they'll have control over everything else uh, when you're signing something else, it's a straight work for hire. This is all the money you'll ever get. You should go back and pay people proper if it, it's another use or something like that. But there's no legal. You want to protect yourself from them screwing up your deal with Disney. Because yes. once you're in with a big company like Disney, Fox, Warner Brothers, Sony, there are a million shyster lawyers who will take any. I get to sue Disney. Oh, yeah, I'm in. They'll do it for free. So once they, you've got a big company involved with a lot of money. They call them nuisance suits. They're going, it'll cost them, like to take a, a, a in the United States, to take a, a, a trial to federal court all the way to really take it there is almost $400,000. My goodness. They can pay you 10 grand to go away. Even if they didn't do anything wrong, they'll pay it. Yeah. You know, mm. um, in, in a normal deal, like I said, uh, it's really, there's no such thing as a normal deal. But if you're an unknown artist uh, with an unknown song, you know, you're, we're going we're gonna to be breaking out the champagne if we get you $2,500, 2500 mm -hmm. to five grand. We get you above that, that's incredible for being placed in, in these things. And sometimes it's 500 bucks, sometimes it's less. Um, if they're not paying you, you know, if they're going, hey, I want to pay you to, to write a song, I'm going to give you 500 bucks, you're going, no, no. I'll tell you what, I'll write you a song for free and I'll produce it for free and you're going to license it for $500. You don't want to give them, make a work for hire for that. You so, want to pay all your rights. 
so in terms of um, musicsupervisor.com, I mean, you that whole company you've created or whatever, you're not alone going near Disney and Warner Brothers and all these, but you're doing smaller media companies, perhaps. Are you as well supplying music to them? Everybody. No, we go Everybody. strictly. Oh, yeah. So we like we we put a song in Spider, the new Spider-Man. We put five in Young Sheldon. Like we work for the supervisors and stuff like that. What we do is we make sure that the person that signs with us owns all their rights, that they've got these contracts, work for higher things, and no one's going to come sue us. Yes. And then we pitch it straight to them directly. We, uh, our deal, we don't charge anybody. We don't have exclusive rights. We don't take any publishing. We don't do that stuff. We're sort of like a non-exclusive agent. You know, we go and mm. if we pitch something, we get a piece of the deal. If we don't get anything, it's free. Yeah. You know, okay. we, we get a success fee. So that's why it's not threatening. And, and again, we see a lot of deals. We typically see, you know, around a hundred projects that we're pitching for a month. Mm-hmm. But even with that, I might see 5% of all the deals that are going on. Why would you do an exclusive with guy that says, hey, I would do exclusive with you and exclude myself from 95% of my possibilities. Yeah. Like I wouldn't do that. Like yeah. all my people, I signed the same contract, you know? So it's, it's nothing you get my, my company, aside that's kind of what we do yeah. and, and for the legal stuff i have a million dollar errors and emissions uh you know bond from lloyd's of london so okay. if somebody gets me sued disney makes me have that so i have to pay for it instead of them so i'm very careful about having your stuff together don't get uncle barry sued yeah Jenny, um, that wouldn't be good that wouldn't be good no okay um, so here's next? The, here this is my final thing these are uh these, this falls right into your podcast. These are my secret little tricks that, that to be wild. Really? Okay, let's go in oh, here yeah. and see what's this here. Is, this, is, this is the Sylvia slide. Okay. So, so one of the things, one of the mistakes that people do, not mistakes, but something you could do better. So everybody hires a great demo singer to sing your song. Well, demo singer means you've got somebody who sang the song for X number of dollars who doesn't care. So it's your song, you, you're 100% responsible for trying to make it happen. You're responsible for making make money, all those. You have no partner. You've just got an employee who quit already. Um, <laughs> the way you say so, it, yeah. Yeah, so my favorite thing, I call this the three ways to win. Anyway. If you right. just want to be a songwriter. So instead of using a demo singer, why don't you find an artist who wants a record deal, who wants to sing the kind of music that you write? So if you get an artist that wants to do that, so you go, here's three ways to win. Hey, why don't you come sing this demo? And I'll tell you what, maybe you can pay them less or maybe you can pay them nothing. You can say, hey, here's what we're gonna do. You're gonna sing this. I'm gonna let you go and try to shop and get a record deal with this master recording that I'm paying for. So you get that. You also now have a song demo that if Taylor Swift says, I'm looking for a song, you can send them a really cool version and go, here's the song. So it works as your song demo. And you make an agreement with that that uh, singer. Mm-hmm. I want to pitch this to film and TV. If it goes in, I'm going to pay you 20% of the master royalties. Whatever okay. I get paid for the recording, I'm going to put you in for a piece of that. So that way you you, you lessen your upfront cost with the singer. And that singer is going to go out and sing that song and promote that song. And if you get them in a movie, they're going to go out and tell everybody, I'm in a new movie. It's me, me, me. You know. So now you've, you've helped everybody. Three ways to win. You've got a partner now, not an employee. On certain projects, you may do several versions. Maybe you've done everything. This is my cool pop version, but you know what? This would be great as a dance song. So why don't you take the, some of the elements 
remix it. Now you got two different versions for two different uses. Why don't you do a version of stripped down with just acoustic guitar and the vocal for a quiet scene? So now I've done one recording and I've, I've got three different versions that could work for three different projects. Gotcha. So there's another one. Mm -hmm. uh, the other thing you can do is, is do, do what we call a knockoff. Uh, take a song like right now, the Grammys, uh, Silk Sonic just won a bunch of Grammys with this kind of retro soul thing. It's really cool. Okay. Why don't you use the retro soul songs? Because six months from now, every stupid TV show is going to go, can we get something like Silk Sonic? Like we notice it, like the movie guys want the songs of tomorrow. The film and TV guys want the songs of yesterday. They're a little right. slow to the game. Yes. But when you see a song that's a hit right now, go do a knockoff, something that really feels like that. Don't steal somebody's song. But in right. the style of, so yeah. when they can't afford Bruno Mars, they go, have you got anything that sounds like Bruno Mars? Like, yes, I do. And you've got something that's perfect that sounds like that, you know? Clever. Um, Very smart. And then know the licensing seasons. So, again, while, while things are working all the time, it's not as prominent as it was. Um, one of the things is, is we, we are not on a quarter system in the music business, music and film. We're on a trimester. So once you get to middle of December to the middle of February, we just take a vacation. You know, there's still people working somewhat, but there's no buying selling season. There's nothing like that going on. Okay. It's really, really people. That's where those guys who've worked 16 hours a day take a month off. Yeah, they need us. Oh, do they? Um, so when they start up in early, like February, like right around now, so now we're talking spring break and, uh, um, and we're talking, you know, leading into summer. Mm -hmm. So it's party songs. It's fun. It's, it's all these kind of, we're, we're in that thing where people are looking for those kind of things leading into summer. As you get more into summer, it's action adventure. We're killing people. We're, you know, it's, it's all your hip hop, all your this, yeah. all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Then as you get to the end of the summer, then it becomes back to school holiday music. Now, like some of the Chris, the big Christmas movies will start looking for Christmas songs in July, which is normally like a mini hiatus. And it is that, yeah, so but, this scene of like Christmas in July, it's a common phrase, but you know, there's oh, foundations, uh, there's a big foundation to it, you know, prepping for the yeah, season. Yeah, so they're, they're looking for it. Now, when you get to TV, they'll be September, October, November looking for Christmas songs. They're later there, you know, they look later, unless they've got the whole season in the kitchen. Yes, but okay. but again, all, if you put all of these things together, this is a way to work more efficiently. And when you're saying, "Hey, it's it's uh, spring, what should I be pitching supervisors?" Yeah, it should be party, fun, positive, summer, up, up. all that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're leading into summer, so it's it's that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. You get to the the hardest summer. That's when you're metal and hip hop. We're killing people. We're scaring people. We're doing all this stuff. All the Halloween you know? music in preparation, and then following yeah. up with the holiday period. Yeah, makes total yeah. sense. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. if you do all those things, though, they, like again, all of these things like increase your odds of being in if you know this stuff. Um, and then who am I? Why would you listen to me? This is Dorky Barry. You know. Okay, well, let's read it. Written over 200 songs for film and TV, Emmy-nominated composer with the number one hit TV theme, has a company that pitches 80 to 150 projects a month and licenses a track into a film or TV project every 72 hours. That's yep. pretty impressive. Yeah, so, we were doing you know that before COVID, but we're almost, we're almost back to that again, you know. Very good, uh, very good. 
Yeah. So, uh, yeah, that was like, like I do that at the end. I go, why should you believe this idiot? You know, <laughs> it's um, all here. It's all here. Yeah, and yeah, you're, this, is, this might be why. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And your company just repeated is super, yeah, supervisor.com. Just making sure I have it correct. Yeah, music, Look at my music, notes. Yeah, it's musicsupervisor.com. Musicsupervisor.com. Okay. But if you want to, if you want to shortcut it to all of your people listening, send them to wegetartists.com. Okay. Uh, that's our, we sort of separated music supervisor. We, we've kind of gone and launched a direct supervision part of the company. So we really just want to talk to music supervisors there. So we moved all the, the writers and composers and arrangers and bands over to We Get Artists. So we can say, oh, hey, okay. man, we get what you're looking for. We're going to help you. And that explains the whole film and TV thing as the first step. We are working on also a, a music discovery platform that will be micro licensing and streaming that will pay five to 10 times more than any of the current streaming systems. So okay. we will be rolling that out through We Get Artists too. We're very, and in terms very of excited. time, like, are you near rolling it out in terms of time scale? I think we should, we can begin testing in the next three to four months. We're about 80% done. Very good. We've been working on it for a long time, yeah. but it's like, like with the, the, you'll see when they, when they put their music in, we built a search engine. We built our tool for music supervisors. So as a supervisor, I can log in at midnight and go, I want a rock song mid-tempo with a male vocal. This sounds like that band Oasis from the 1990s. It's kind of sad, but it's got to have birthday in the lyric and I need it in Portuguese. Got to have acoustic guitar. Ding, 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 ding. Everything that meets that shows up, they go, I heard it, I heard it, I love it, I love it. I'm a genius. And they're off. So we're taking that technology. It's about a $1.8 million search engine. We're going to move it over to the public and say, what if you said, show me every song with acoustic guitar and a, and a singer from Iceland. Here you go. And just to get a sense of what your company is dealing with, musicsupervisor.com, how many songs are listed on your site or what kind of size are you dealing with in terms of <clears throat> content? Well, the reason we built the search engine doesn't do me any good to, to represent your song if I can't find it when I need it. Um, yeah. So we have over 300,000 songs. So it's, it's another thing. People go, I want to work with some small boutique agency that only has like 500 songs or something. As a supervisor, if you've got 500 songs, I won't take your phone call. The odds of you having what I need are almost zero. You're a needle in the haystack. If okay. I took calls from everybody with a handful of songs, I would never be able to do my job. If I listened to one song from everybody who sent me a song, wouldn't be able to do it. Yeah. So in other words, the search engine is critical to your whole process. Yeah, it is. And supervisors don't have time. Again, they call people like me because I probably have what they need. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, there's a good chance, you know, I mean, it's saying it here on this slide here, licenses a track into a film or TV project every 72 hours. I mean, that says it that it's effective what you've yeah. pulled together. Well, we have, we, have, we have teams in Europe. We have, you know, when L.A. goes to sleep, Europe wakes up, you know, yeah. so we have a robot that works 24 hours a day and never sleeps. we got a Terminator. <laughs> And then we've got a bunch of human beings. Yeah, for trying to keep up with the robot, I bet you. Well, the, um, the robot's bad. The robot only gets about 10%, man. Robots get, like, people kick the robot's butt. Oh, that's good. That's it's a good. people business, you know? Yeah, that's good. That's good. So just to ask you a few final questions, um, what has the, been the biggest secret that you've discovered in the music industry through all your years of experience that you would tell someone today? You know what? Um, uh, I, I, I've been thinking about that a lot. And uh, if I were to sum it up in a cute little pithy quote, it would be art is a contact sport. 
In other words, it's a people business. It's, yeah. it, it is and always will be. You know, you start out with who you know. That's, mm -hmm. a, that's the first level of contacts. Then it's going to be who you are. What things do you know and know how to do? And then ultimately, when you become Beyonce or Taylor Swift, it's who knows you. That's the ultimate power. Beyonce doesn't know everybody that knows Beyonce or thinks they do. So it's still the, the, the coin of the realm for at least a third of everything you do is people. And so that, if you do nothing else, make good personal relationships. People are power. I, yeah, it's a network. It's a network to get into and, and get to know what is a concert without people after all. But then, you know, through your years of ups and downs and what have you, what has been the biggest realization through the whole thing? Would you answer it the same way? No. No, well, I, I, would, I would say, yeah, the, the people think we always knew it was a people business. You know, it's, I know a guy. That's, that's not a surprise. The thing for me while developing this, at the, when I started to develop the, the discovery engine, my whole goal was to integrate with the social media, with the other platforms, with, with, with. And I would say uh, about two years ago, I kind of went, I don't think that, that they're redeemable. I don't think that, uh, I think that we will, for independent artists, I think we're going to have to create our own little garden of Eden. They, there's too much corruption at too many high levels. You can't fight that battle. Very you know, true, and so yeah. that, that's the thing that well, I would say is like everybody in, in a, yeah, go ahead. What I would say is like, if the listeners want to refer back to last week's episode, you'll, there'll be shock and awe information that which will explain the, the shocking numbers within the music industry and how there's a core number of companies, small number of companies. I won't tell you the secret. You can refer back to last episode to listen to what you're referring to there in more detail. But yeah, like that's I can see why you would a, say that. Well, this is like, this is designed to be a freestanding. Here's what I know about writing songs for film and TV. Yeah. The the earlier two part uh, podcast was like here is a map of the whole music business. That was one of the things that I did for my own work because we were building this software, this discovery software. And how do we make sure that it works for the producers and the songwriters and the publishers and the managers and the artists and the and the musicians to play all these guys? So I said before I can build something, I need to see, I need to be able to look at the landscape. Mm -hmm. So I went in and spent, you know. Even though I've been in this business for 30 years, I still spent, you know, two or three weeks laying it out. Here are all the, the people you need, the processes, you know, what are the products, what are the things that we're doing? And when I finished, I was shocked at how complex and huge it was. You know, yeah, there's you, a, dem you demoed you know, it extremely clearly um, with incredible. So that was the thing in one of the previous things. If you want to see what that looks like, I find I, I, I now put that I did a little map kind of a, a map of yeah yeah and i uh i look at that when i'm plotting an artist's career i go where are you who do we need what are we missing well i mean i have shown it to a few people here at my side and they're so impressed with the clarity it brings to their whole individual artistic story and where they're at or maybe what they haven't included which would be in my book more important maybe um now yeah. a young artist is trying to start out and they want to get their music up and running and what have you what tools would you suggest that they should really invest in or pay attention to as they're starting out? Well, the, the first thing that you've got, so there are 90 million songs on Spotify. The world does not need another mediocre song. So mm -hmm. 
So if you could say one thing that would give you the, the hedge, it's in everybody says it, but learn how to write a song. If you start with a great song, when you produce it, don't screw it up. You know, like the thing that I see now is people use, uh, use garage band or do something, you know, small and, and, uh, uh, you know, they, uh, you know, they, they think that they, cause they got a cool groove and they put some melodies on it. It's a great song. It's not. And if it's not a great song, like to, to me at the end of the day, nowadays, if you put a piece of music out and it's not great, I wouldn't pay to market it because you're going to pay three to five times more to market this. If you already have a weak song, don't market it. You can't win that. So I would say, make sure if you're not, if you're not really great at stuff, co-write with somebody, partner with somebody, hire a producer, DIY, is the big fat lie you cannot do oh the standards are high standards are high and very crisp is what i'd say crisp and high well, so much, yeah there, there's no apologies there's no, no this is there isn't demo. no i can't no. use it if it's not ready because you know there's I only so many by, i have a, a podcast there, yeah but there's only so many hours in the day for these people who are sifting through songs trying to find the right one for film I mean, it's it's a detailed job. It's a very detailed job from the film point of view, the TV point of view. Because like, if you if you consider the editing that they have to go through, all the moving parts, and then they have to source music, and then they're probably up against, you know, a limit of time, that there's a D-Day coming that they have to be ready for. Well, there you have it. You've got to be on your game as an artist submitting music. Very much, yeah. Well, listen, it's been great to have you on and um, it's been very clarifying as to the whole story of the music business and songwriting and, you know, all the numbers and so forth. So again, this um, if you're listening to this via audio, we have the video over on YouTube. The link is in the description and you can see the video presentation there as well. So great to have you on, Barry. Thanks very much for coming on. Thanks, Sylvia. And great what you're doing for people, man. This, this, I'm all about revealing the secrets because uh, there are some and we just give them a bunch. Well, that's <laughs> so true. But helpful. you know what it is? It, it's saving time from your point of view and it's also saving the artist time from wasting their time. Amen. It's a, you know, that's basically what it's doing for everybody involved. So it's, it's very good clarifying information is the way I'd say it. So just thank you so much for coming on. That's all I can say. Well, thank you. And don't forget to visit wegetartists.com and musicsupervisor.com.